This is a summary of the second sicha. Parshas told us, look at the sicha schelik yud. What we're looking at is the blessing of Yitzchak to Yaakov Avinu. These very powerful blessings that begin with the Pasuk, that Hashem should give to you from the Tal HaShemayim, the dew of the heavens, which as Chassidus explains and Chazal really already explained, goes on the greatest spiritual heights within heaven itself, dew which is higher than rain, to the lowest level and most profound and deepest level of earth, and the depths of spirituality to the depths of physicality, the highest heights to the lowest depths. And this is a very powerful blessing, perhaps from the most, from, perhaps the most powerful blessings found in the entire Torah, given to Yaakov, who represents all of the Jewish people, his soul contained within him, all 12 tribes of Israel, all of his children were part of the Jewish people, the first full family of Jews, Yaakov Avinu, and this is this this is this is the tremendous blessing that we're looking at, and it opens up and God will bless you. But why does it say and? So Rashi brings down from Chazal, and is you're, you're starting the blessing now. So Rashi brings very famous line, which means that it's trying to connote that Hashem will give and give again, again and again and again, and is trying to say that it's not just once and again and again. The question is, however. Why would I assume there's something wrong with the original blessing that I need to say, and he will give again? Why isn't the original blessing infinite? Especially if you read these blessings, especially as understood by our sages. Why does it need this additional idea? Why would it run out of, of, of gas, of energy, of fuel? What's wrong with it? Eat and be or I'll give it again. What's the problem? And if you want to say it because the Jews sinned, so we have to give it again. But... That already is included. If you look in the parsha, you'll see that Hashem, that, that Yitzchak tells Esav that when the Jews sin, you'll be able to uh, the blessings won't be able to work. You'll be able to have power. So Hashem's not promising anything when the Jews are sinning. Ultimately, these blessings, these infinite blessings, are available to the Jewish people as long as they follow the Torah. But the question is, what's what's lacking in the bracha? In fact, it also sounds like he'll give it again, the same thing. Yaakov he'll give it, he'll give it again. Is he giving the exact same thing? Maybe he should have said, Yitain ve'yitain oid. Yitain ve'yachzer ve'yitain. He'll give it again. He'll give it back again. What's the, what's the idea? So the Rebbe says a tremendous concept, which is that we know that Hashem created the world in such a way that, so to speak, we, the creations, people who are given free choice, and we're created with this environment of a world which feels apart and separate from Hashem, that we should be able to add some, add and contribute something. That's the concept, the godly concept of free choice, that we could create something new. So in other words, Hashem's hashpa Hashem's divine revelation is his, his gift, yitain, could be truly infinite, truly infinite. It's not lacking anything. But then there comes when you make a cocktail, make a mix, and you mix us, the receiver, into the, into the mix, into the blessing. What could we add into the blessing? What's there to add? The blessing's infinite. But no, we do have something to add. We have ourselves to add. Are we just receivers or we're able to now take the blessing and develop it? Develop it in our own way. Create something original, something new that we bring to the table. And that indeed 
is the ultimate idea of what a person is doing here on earth. And in fact, this is why a Baal is greater than a Tzaddik, because a Baal exemplifies this Aveda, even though everyone has it in their way, of course. The Baal is the prime example of this idea. A Tzaddik is really reflecting the divine. He is living the divine dream, so to speak. All the mitzvahs already exist before him, and he's implementing the Teirah and the mitzvahs, which is exactly what he should be doing. All of a sudden, you have a Jew who went into territory which is forbidden, which is against Hashem. And now when he returns to Hashem, when he does Teshuvah, he's creating a new relationship with God that did not exist before. Somehow he's discovering a deeper meaning, a deeper connection with Hashem, even in a place which, so to speak, would, 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 has no connection to Hashem. And you say, no, you find Hashem somewhere. You find that and you return to Hashem, of course. You do Teshuvah. But that is the, the contribution with the Tzaddik, with the Baal Tshuva brings to the table. And it's interesting because a Jewish version of tshuva is much more powerful than, than, than the Goyesha concept, the non-Jewish concept of tshuva. Because the Goyesha concept of tshuva is rejection, is letting go, is forgetting. You're a new person. Now, we have that also a little bit in Judaism, but here we're emphasizing a different point. You're not the same person who sinned. You're like a new, a new being. You're a different, you have no connection. In Yiddishkeit, that's not what's happening. The novelty is, is that that even when the Jew was sinning, Yisrael was completely 100% Jewish with all of his holiness. And that's what makes it so bad, of course. That's what makes it so terrible, so evil, so potent. But he doesn't lose one iota of his holiness as a Jew. And when he returns to the Ebeshter, when he returns to Yiddishkeit, to doing the right thing, what he's doing is he's taking that experience and transforming it and finding a deeper relationship with Hashem from that brokenness. It makes him have more of a passion and more of a connection. And that is what tshuva means by a Jewish person. There was the potential of tshuva actually by Esav, which is why he wanted to give the blessings to Esav. Because Esav, it says, is not like Yishmael. Yishmael was actually born not from a Jewish woman, so to speak, from a maidservant, from Hagar. Rivka, a child is the essence of their parents. So Esav was really Jewish, who went off the deep end. And of course, none of his descendants were Jewish because he, he didn't continue that tradition and it follows the mother, etc. But that, that power, Esav will always be a Jewish person. That power of, and that's why the, the, the Edoim, and, and there was so much power in Rome, Till this very day, because that one Jew, how much power he has. Esav was a yid. And Esav could have done tshuva. And being that the possibility of tshuva was there, that's why we get this blessing. Let's bring it back home. Why is yitain v'yachser v'yitain? Why did he give such a blessing? Because it's all about the idea that a person could now take all of, not just receive the blessing, but furthermore, can now um, create something new out of that. Now, who, of course, gives the ability for that itself? Who gave us free choice? Who gives us the opportunity? Everything that we're getting, we're really receiving from Hashem. But Hashem is giving us the ability, and now we have to develop it. Which is why it says, Yitin He's giving the very same item. First of all, there's the hashpah, there's what Hashem gives us. And then that very thing that He gives us, He 
imbues within, he places within it, he infuses within it the power for us to, um, to, 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 to take it and take it to the next level, to do something with it, create something new with it. And, and the Rebbe applies a marshal, a very beautiful and, and, and philosophical marshal of a Rav with a Talmud or a teacher with a student. But essentially, there can be two kinds of teachers. There can be a teacher who gives the information to the student. And then there's another teacher who somehow places within the information that he provides, he implants idea, things that the student can now take his being a student of his teacher and is able to be a developer. An entrepreneur, he's able to develop. It's all coming from his teacher. The teacher already provided the seeds and the ability. However, that's the kind of teacher we're discussing. And the difference between these two paths are bar, um, a pit which doesn't lose a drop. That's number one. And then there's there's like a fountain which goes ever stronger and stronger, producing its own water. And though these are, this is the this is the level that we are discussing, which explains, in conclusion, a puzzling sifri. As an introduction to the blessings, he says, he, he, he feels his son Yaakov, and he says, See that my son smells like the smell of like the like the scent of a field that Hashem has blessed. So the sifri teaches, our sages teaches, the sifri is from the most ancient texts. Of Tere Shabal Peh. This is from 1800 years ago, 1900 years ago. The Sifri says that this is hinting to the temple, the destruction of the temple, and the rebuilding of the final temple in Jerusalem. And he says, the smell of my son is going on the original temple. It's like the smell of the field because the base of English was destroyed and it was plowed over like a field. And then Hashem has blessed is going on the third temple. And it's extremely puzzling because why are we discussing the destruction of the temple in the context of the blessings? But based on what we said, that's exactly what's happening here. First off, there's the there's a tzaddik, the perfect, the perfection, Hashem's hashpa, that he's living exactly, so to speak, as Hashem envisions him. That's what it means, the smell of my son, the, a, a, a loving relationship of father and son, a, a, a structured life. It's a built up. Bani also comes to the word built up. It's a house for Hashem. But then what happens is we need to have the avayda of a and how do you get to the Aveda Balchiv where you realize there's something wrong with you? Something broken within you and you have to break your heart, which is like a plowed field. But it's a productive. We're not here to just break ourselves. We're here to discover something deeper, something we didn't even imagine was possible, which is why it's the idea of plowing a field because we plow a field and now it grows luscious fruits and a, and a beautiful field. Asher berchei Hashem, that Hashem blesses, which is going on the third base of English, that the ultimate product that arrives after everything, after all is said and done, the Aved of Abba produces the ultimate connection with Hashem, which will take place speedily in our times.